I'm still convinced it's all rat about Simulator the rats. 2020. Yeah, like ultimately, yeah, like you know, the rats are the star of the show. Like actually, like it turns <laughs> out it's revealed that the main two characters are actually just rats. <laughs> rats. Um, <laughs> but, uh, An imagination of rats just. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Super Agile Bros. You already know what it is. It is your boy, Bradston. I guess I'm like the perennial host. I don't even know what that word means, honestly, but <laughs> I'm your host for the evening, kind of, sort of, with my co-hosts. First, I want to introduce the boy, Kyle himself. Kyle, introduce yourself to the people. What's going on, everybody? And, okay, so so I'm just going to be real. We lost one of our boys. He's no longer single Steve. He's now married Steve. <laughs> and because he's married Steve, we know he's somewhere he shouldn't be acting the fool. So we just going to have to just let it go. He might come back eventually. But in the meantime, we have a special guest. One of the homeboys from the jump. The one and only Marcus. Marcus, tell everybody hello. What's up, everybody? Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, so Welcome. really... Really quick, Marcus, I've known, golly, Mark, how long has it been? Since, uh, what, 2006? 2006 for 15 years. You know, oh, we went to college six. together. Um, we're basically, I mean, to everybody we know, we're the same person so, <laughs> at this point. So uh, so basically, it's just going to be two of me on the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Now you tell me. See, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so so yeah so marcus is gonna be filling in for the uh third man spot uh figure we bring him in particularly because today we'll be talking about the vgas the video game awards and uh even before i even mentioned to marcus if he'd want to fill in he had hit me up about the vjs and i was like perfect i already i, already, I was already gonna ask hey. him so i was like cool this is perfect like it's meant <laughs> to be uh so today we're just gonna talk about the vjs first of all that joint was long We've, oh my gosh we, yeah <laughs> it was like eight hours long um but we're going to try to cover in depth we're going to talk about everything our opinions our feelings uh and and just everything that we can possibly do in a reasonable amount of time so to get it kicked off i want to ask y'all fellas y'all super agile bros and i substitute agile bro what did y'all think of the vga <laughs> <Substitute>. <laughs> what do y'all think of the vgas this year also, like, what would you rate it, like, and why? So, I guess we'll start with Kyle. Kyle, like, what do you think about the VJs? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it, and why? Hmm. So, VJs this year, they were pretty good. I have to agree that it was, oh, my God, it just felt bloated is the only way I can Because mm. I, I watched it after the fact at two times speed, and it still <laughs> took me, like, two and a half hours to get all the way through it. Like, it was insane. And I had to do it with closed captioning because you know you can't understand anybody at that speed or anything. That's right. But uh, the flow, it felt pretty good. One of my biggest gripes about these types of things is that they don't show the games enough, and so for them to just kind of really knock out, you know, not having people talk too much was awesome for me. Um, as far as a rating goes, out of ten, I'd give it like a what a seven, okay. seven, yeah. Okay. So, so it sounds like you enjoyed it overall. 
Overall, yeah. Length. Maybe the length, they could have condensed it a little bit. And, you know, I got my opinions, too. <laughs> but 7 out of 10, solid, solid, solid. Okay, Marcus, how about you? What did you think about the VGAs? What do you rate it? What's your opinions about VGA 2021? Oh, man. Uh, man, mixture of emotions. I would For say... Sure. So, rating is hard. The reason why I say that is because... The production value was like off the charts. I feel like mm, um, sure. from where the VGA started, where it was pretty much just like it might as well have been the you know the titular like uh, you know gaming stereotype of stuff. You know, <laughs> home dude was just like in a random studio trying to do stuff, and like no one was taking it seriously. All the guests were making fun of like games, and like it just wasn't cool. Um, but to see mm. where Jeff Keighley brought it is amazing. So um thank you jeff yes thank you jeff you you're awesome um i guess i would be in agreement like in a uh in a seven out of ten at the same time like for in terms of production value and it being kind of like them really treating it seriously like getting sting to come in and do a Mm -hmm. uh you know i'm not even necessarily like a huge sting listener not that he's not amazing just i don't listen to him but uh you know the fact they got him was it's crazy that's crazy yeah yeah it's a big deal so yeah, uh, yeah, um, like that. That there is like you know almost like a nine point five out of ten in terms of production value. But yeah, it was ridiculously long, um, and uh, I guess we can get it. Like you know, if we ever get back to it, like I have some some mixed thoughts about like what the VGAs even are. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's fair, and and we'll definitely circle around to that. So. So uh, thank you, Marcus, for your opinion. Because actually, like, I mean, I'm, I think I'm on the same page with the guys. I'd give it like a 7.5. You know, maybe round it up to an 8. I, I definitely really appreciate the production value. Like, I really appreciate how much Jeff Keighley, like, he puts his heart and soul into that joint. Like, yes. you, you can tell that, like, he was like, this is going to be my everything. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it, like what you said, Marcus. Like, back in the day, it was like the G4 TV Awards. Like, <laughs> it was like they were trying, but it's like, yeah, you know, like, let's just do another rerun of Cops. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, personally, I, I really, I liked it overall. I think it just felt to me a lot like all of the digital, like, conferences that have happened this past year. Because it was Jeff Keighley, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Gamescom, it was Jeff Keighley. And um, there was more like celebrities and stuff like that. So it felt more awardy. But um, overall, it was just like, hey, like some trailers, some announcements. Uh, and, you know, overall, it was cool. Uh, so so I guess, you know, I, I, I guess circling back to what you said earlier, Marcus, like I, I've been thinking about this a lot in general because... To be very honest, I've never really paid attention to the VGAs, like real talk. Like normally I just kind of hear the, the highlights and go from there. This year I really was paying attention because my boy Jeff Keighley seems to be killing it. Um, oh, by the way, I think there should be a petition to just bump it, calling like bump giving them like a, whatever the video game award is and just call it a Keighley. Like, <laughs> you, you know, a little like, statue like, of him. Yeah, exactly. Like I know it's kind of arrogant for him to do that, but I feel like we as a gaming community needs to petition for it so he's forced to do it so it doesn't feel oh, like yeah. self-serving we'd accept <laughs> it but um so yeah what do y'all think about that does do we even need the vgas like like what is it for like what, what do y'all think like do you think the vgas is even important or needed um so, like uh, uh you yeah. mind if i go kyle or yeah go, go ahead go ahead okay yeah yeah um yeah uh 
so I think the VGAs are important in a sense that like this is the first time you have uh here's the thing it's like games are still kind of behind uh like the you know the comic industry in the sense of like uh you know I think about Marvel, right? You know, where, mm-hmm. um, uh, like, you know, things like Comic-Con and stuff like that was seen as very, like, weird and, and, and you know, and, like, this really niche nerd-centric thing. It wasn't really a part of pop culture. It wasn't really accepted. And mm-hmm. then once, like, the Marvel films got big and then all these sci-fi action, no matter what it was, were debuting their stuff at Comic-Con and then celebrities started showing up at Comic-Con, all of a sudden, like, mm, that yeah. side of things became a part of, like, you know the so even somewhat of like the cultural zeitgeist like it's it's yeah, it's yeah. became popular um games are still even though they're so f- popular and enjoy there's still a connotation to it at least you know from my limited understanding within like you know the bounds of the U- u.s i feel like it's that so i feel like the vjs are good the issue the issue with them i have though is um is that uh though like this time the projection value was great um it felt like another e3 it, mm. particularly the e3 um where like that people were mixed on where sony particularly their press conference they decided to make it like a a show of like you you know where people who went to the conference thought it was incredible but people who were watching it were just like okay it's what is this yeah um, yeah yeah i kind of uh i i feel that uh like if if games like I, I want people to understand that what Jeff wants to communicate is that games are not just a a simple pastime, but they're a part of our culture and they have mm-hmm. a lot of impact and they should be taken seriously. Yeah. Um. But what it really comes off as with this time, it's like, you know, you know, because they're not focused on the, uh, the game developers as much. Like you know. For me personally, it's like you know the Oscar. The Oscars don't need to don't need to spend like ninety percent of its time trying to advertise upcoming movies. Like, exactly, that's uh, true. Yeah, it's it's you know they're there to see like like we need like people need to see who are the famous icons in the gaming industry. Why do we celebrate them? You know, like mm, what yeah. what is all the effort and artistry that goes into a game? Like like. Um, I don't want like the award being handed out to be like a cliff note while the trailers mm-hmm. is this huge thing. Like, um, I yeah, feel like point. you know, less maybe some some very noteworthy reveals, but really maybe spend more time. Um, if if they want it to be a serious award show, like let's say like it takes two, right? It won Game of the Year, but at the end of the day, it won Game of the Year, but nobody knows anything about it takes two. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. you know if they had like hey here are the games you wanted to demonstrate they, sh- they play the music and it's cool and then it was coming up and like let's say it takes two one or something like there was like oh hey here's like a short documentary on like the developers and everything that goes into it and and the, and what they mm-hmm. wanted to tell with the game and then when he gets it you know like sometimes they're doing like maybe also celebrating industry icons stuff like that the stuff the oscars does uh that like yeah it's, that that's what my my overall thoughts are just you know um the vgas right now are basically just another like press conference with mm-hmm. some outside f- fluff yeah and they don't really like for jeff like i don't think they communicate what he wants it to communicate to 
the world at large. Um, and it's kind of tough because, you know, game players just want to see trailers for games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while, while at the same time, like, they're angry that, you know, the out, like, a lot of people don't take games as a legitimate um, form of, uh, of not only entertainment, but, like, an art form. And then if you see a Ooh, show yeah. like the VGAs, it's going to reinforce that idea that, okay, games are just like this weird little thing that people like, but it's not anything big, you know, even though it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really astute point you bring up about, you know, how it's kind of in the same realm, the VGAs, as the Oscars. But yeah, it's still, like you were saying, E3 is all about the games. And so for the VGAs to kind of just embody that same idea it's almost very it's pretty redundant and so like when i think about the idea of you know the similar rewards it'd be like who was the best developer right or the best producer this the handful of like developers and producers that we do know as far as like at the highest level of the industry you got your hideo kojima and and you know the, the guys at bland beer on the, on the indie side of things you know they're the interesting ones, but then, you know, we went to GDC a couple of times and whenever they have their awards and they have the developer, come, the developers come up there, of course they're indie, but it's like developers and programmers are always kind of awkward. And so it's like, uh -huh, you can't uh -huh. <laughs> like to, to kind of put them in the same boat as like, oh, the best actor, you know, when that person comes up there, they have all this charisma and we saw them acting on screen. And then like the movie that they're in took two years to make while this game took 12 years to make 200 people to make you know and so like bridging that gap because it is you know a multi-billion dollar industry these people deserve to have their faces you know their their the effort they put in recognized versus just the output you know necessarily because there have been terrible movies where somebody gets nominated for best actor right mm -hmm. but how right. many games right. do you know where it's like Oh, this game has the best graphics, but maybe it wasn't the best game. It has a great, you know, soundtrack, but the gameplay itself was bad. It's like, no, if, if one of these things fail, you don't even know the game exists, really. And so yeah. the effort yeah. somebody put in is moot. Yeah, and and I think one thing that, you know, I think Marcus hit it and, and I was, you know, as I was thinking about my review and I was sharing earlier, I was like, to me it felt not very different from Gamescom. Like it was just Jeff Keeley talking, right? Mm -hmm. and then some game reveals and you know i was just like looking you know i have a list of everything that was covered in vga and literally like the best performance or the best game or the best this and that that's literally like 25 percent of what was shown at the at the vgas right yeah so it doesn't really feel like it's like almost like at the very end they almost did just a dump of like the best soundtrack goes to the best this goes to and they just dump mm -hmm. them really really quickly in it now and and i remember one thing specifically you know watching it on youtube and watching the chat you know i was trying to see like what what are people feeling what are the gamers feeling and everybody was just asking about where when is breath of the wild 2 what's the i want to see the trailer blah 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 blah, blah. so i think mm -hmm. even in the gaming world and for gaming enthusiasts it's not presented as an award show it's just presented as a game reveal show with yeah. some awards along the way and i think like marcus said i think they really need to spend some time on the f the front end and this might be hard because of budget and you know people maybe not wanting to invest 
like when it comes to like say the the game of the year like making like Margaret's saying like little documentaries explaining it or doing little spots like so that like the three to f- months ahead of the game awards it feels like something's coming and and also to like get more like you know the grammys it makes sense to have a performance right like a, a musical performance for sure but right. Right. but like what is the equivalent of like let's show our like the gaming industries what what it represents on stage like the music is cool but that's not what we need to see, you know? Just have it's, a guy come out and just code live. Start coding. <laughs> this is how we change the jump. Of, you know, like, and I do think they need to spend time doing stuff like, you know, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award, where every year a different luminary in the industry gets yes. an award for their, and then they do a little, you know, like Marcus was saying, a little spot where they talk about what they've done, their history, you know, and literally limit the game reveals to, like, five. But that would be so hard because... It's a tough sell because he needs to get to get the money, the dollars. He has to get the people who care and the people who care are gamers. And like Marcus said, gamers will pretend like they want us to be taken seriously. But really, they just want to know the games. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, so. And if the awards were set up in a way, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a hard shift. But, you know, I think gamers are receptive enough to where, like, if it's presented in a way that that's going to be, you know, the topic, you know, like that's going to be the focus. I think people would accept that because that's what they're coming there for. But it almost feels like you a bait and switch whenever, you know, it doesn't fit, I guess, what the expectations are. Because mm-hmm. I would, you know, the, st- the stuff you brought up, Mark, is like really kind of just hit me in the face because I didn't realize that I'm part of that community that's just there for the big reveals. I don't want to see the thing that was revealed last year, even. I just want to see the new stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, for... And one thing that's interesting is kind of like, yeah, it's like you said, Brad is, uh, you know, Jeff is kind of caught in a kind of between a rock and a hard place a little bit. Because I remember when the first idea, like he came up with, he, 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 it came up, you know, for years and he finally was like, yo, we're doing it uh, to, to get, because at the time, you know, you're not going to get like a lot of the industry, or a lot of the, a lot of the, even the game audience to kind of tune into it. Like what he had to do was like, hey, you're going to get like big reveals there. And so because of that, like that got people to tune in. Um, and then over time, you know, you can show, hey, people are tuning in. You know, you get more of the industry involved. They're willing to do bigger game showings there. Also, you can get other advertisers there. Um, and then you have like the infamous, like, I don't know if, you, if y'all seen the Jeff Keighley Doritos and Mountain Dew <laughs> image that goes around where like you know he was basically the like shield like you know shilling super hard for like all these corporate stuff because he's just like man like you know i i, I really want this award show to be something but we ain't got no money no but now now but now we're at this point but you've kind of built the audience and gotten the money off of like hey this would be a great place to advertise your products your upcoming products Ooh, yeah. and now it became more of a of a of a platform for advertising yeah. versus a platform for uh increasing the the awareness of the games of games as an industry and as a place of you know you could say technical development excellence in art you know so many so many things and people take it like the people who are part of games take it so seriously but it's one of those things where like uh you know 
people outside just kind of see the, the finished product and don't understand how much like heart and effort and design and iteration and sweat, blood and tears that goes into these things for sure. Um, j- just as a Hollywood production would. Um, yeah. You know, you know people, people have the idea with that, but, but not as much as this, uh, but yeah, go on. Yeah. I was going to say something that I think they should attempt to do is kind of how the UFC has turned around its image to from like when most people I ever mentioned the UFC to they'd be like oh is that the thing where they bleed all over each other and like <laughs> they punch each other and break each other's legs you know wow. and then you know after like honestly like you know I have to demystify it like I don't know how many women I've met who I'm like oh like the guys we're gonna go see a UFC event they're like oh I don't like blood and I'm like uh, I mean there's definitely blood but that's like the, not the thing you not know what i'm saying point. like yeah you, you don't even like that's not what you're there for but the ufc did a good job of trying to really align itself with like number one celebrities who were interested like highlighting them when they come to events like putting them on the forefront and then also they started to lo- lo- lower the the entry point to get into it like I think one thing the UFC did really well every time when I was first starting, they explained the rules, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like on a base level, they explained the rules of what the UFC is. This is how, this is how many rounds there are. This is how, you know, this is how the judges judge this, you know what I'm saying? And then they have these commentators who are doing a really good job of explaining it. And then, you yeah. know, of course, and, and of course, because UFC kind of aligns itself with an athletic realm, it has the hall of fame, like, you know, fighter mm. of the year that kind of stuff so it kind of puts it in a very like regalia you know like let's bring all the really important people to the stage but i think right. the big thing that the the game industry is missing and i think you said it marcus or kyle is that it's really hard to identify who the movers and shakers are right it's like in mma you can name the top fighters in movies you can name top actors in music you can name top artists but in video games, you can't name the people. You can only name the games. So you have to put the games front and center. Mm-hmm. Because if you go, oh, like random French guy, <laughs> you know, random woman who's a narrative writer, like that's not something we do well in the game industry. And I'm not sure why that's not a thing, but maybe it's because yeah. game developers are unlikable or something <laughs> in, in, in general. But like I feel like that's the big problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know. It's if somewhat. I... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say they, they somewhat touch on it. You know, whenever they do give out the award, it's usually somebody near the top or close to the top that comes and accepts it. Accepts it. But sometimes it's just people who are kind of, you know, at the top of a, a group or a segment of the production of the game. And that's kind of cool. I forgot which award it was, but there was like a, a man and a woman that came up and accepted a, an award. And she was like, you know, throughout the process, I know people were kind of griping about how things were going, but they weren't doing it to me because she was the writer or something like she was the producer. But I didn't know yeah. who she was. And so it was cool mm-hmm. to see her, you know, completely yeah. in the yeah. face. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I-, I was only going um, to to add in that... Uh, like yeah, I I I I definitely agree. And I was gonna say that Hollywood somehow Hollywood figured out how to do it. And of course, yes, there's big name actors that people can look at. But you know, you have like best director stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, best sound design. You got people come in. Like there is some way to, uh, you know, um, you know, because Hollywood big like Hollywood productions in general are like involve hundreds 
and in some cases larger productions thousand like a thousand people or whatever but you know you have a few people who are the face of that and like those are the ones who kind of like you know get a lot of the notoriety but that funneling down uh helps to helps the general public to understand who's important it's just like you know uh it's kind of like you know christopher nolan is like you know only a small percentage of why christopher nolan films are are the way they are Mm -hmm. but you know he you know but you know when it comes to like all right who's who's running the ship and people just go that and it's like oh christopher nolan's running the ship so people you know people know that oh if nolan's running the ship we're probably going to get this and so like yeah i i hope that the game industry finds a way to kind of do that same thing so yeah 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 so so something i want to do is i want us to go through each of the awards first you know now that you know starting with our conversation this way and then we can talk about some of the reveals because i want to get your guys take on what do you think about these categories what do you think these game categories even represent to us as Mm. gamers and like maybe even more how does a game even qualify right yeah like to be in this category because (laughs) you know some people you know looking at the chat had opinions mostly everybody just wants the game reveals but it's it's interesting so so let's just kind of start from the top i'm going to just kind of go through a few and then like kind of ask you guys what you thought about it and go from there so the first award that was revealed at least in the show and the stage was best independent game okay um so the first thing I want to ask you guys is the, the best the best independent game was Kenna or Kena Bridge of Spirits. Are any have either of y'all played that game? Because I haven't. No, I didn't play it. I watched the review of it. Um, by, what was his name? Skill Up, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I don't I don't know if you want my opinion on it, but it seemed fine. But I, yeah, I don't know how it qualifies as an independent game. Yeah, what about you, Marcus? Have you played it? Um, I haven't played it. Um, it, it, you know, it's on my it's on my docket. Once again, big back catalog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I can understand it being like, you know, independent just because it's like you know it's a new studio with a small team size. Mm. Um, I think uh, it, but the interesting thing when it comes to independent games is like, uh. It's like the production value of this is really good for what it is, and so I can understand partially, like of, of why that probably went into it. And I've heard the game was is fun. Um, I haven't heard anything about it being like new or innovative in some way, or you know, uh, like that. And you know, sometimes I guess for me, a bias is like the, uh, you know, when you think about an indie game or an independent game, you know, uh, you kind of think about okay, you know, what like what are the new thing or different thing they're doing because they don't have the budget to compete with like, you know, the triple A studios. So they have to do things differently, you know, in a sense. Right. So like they, they had games like that in the category. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Kind of like the more, uh, when it came, it looks like, I don't want to like say from gameplay cause I haven't played it, but you know, more so from the, from observation and watching reviews of it gameplay wise it's not necessarily like rocking the boat in terms of platformers you know yeah yeah and you know and, and this is this category itself is <laughs> I, there's a discussion about what is an independent game because we've talked about this before in our in our other podcasts like 
what represents an independent game because one thing i noted about it was that uh the person who accepted the award thanked sony partners and yeah. epic <laughs> directly and i thought to myself and and this is something me and kyle were talking about like you're up here uh, uh, you know thinking you know uh satara wata or something like somebody you know you know rp yeah. you know it's like you don't this is different than like some dude who's at home right so i think like the whole term True. of independent game just more or less means like who isn't sony who isn't ea you know it's like that's real like you know like there's there's probably like a hundred studios that are like big studios and everybody else is just independent which is not fair i think it should be like best like low budget game i don't know it just doesn't feel like a because you still you still have access to those resources you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a a partnership but that's that that shouldn't count as in like if you're if you're on a first name basis with sony even if you're doing your own (laughs) thing you are not independent bro yeah yeah you're just simply not true they, they they got marketing effort and i mean it's like more people probably knew about kenna than other one other exactly. people just because like oh yeah marketing budget and like you know sony was pushing them in their show indie showcases and stuff you know while other mm-hmm. people don't necessarily get that so yeah it's kind of hard because it's like there's probably there might even be a better game out there but you'll never know because it doesn't have that push so okay true. you know best independent game i mean I, I didn't know about Kenna, uh, to be honest. So I was like, oh, interesting. I need to look that up. <laughs> you know, I feel, you know, shame on me being somebody who's a game developer and, you know, really try to be plugged into the industry. So so the next category <laughs> was best performance. Now, l- let me ask you guys, because this is interesting because best performance isn't necessarily best voice actor. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm. It's literally the be- like it's almost like the best actor because you know what's his name uh what's what's uh G- Gian Carlos uh was was uh from Far Cry Carlos Esposito yeah yeah he was uh you know one of the oh cats, yeah you know and first of all he's the best ever so you know I think he always wins <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like it's Love interesting that, that like this is a category because it's like wow games have t- such a technological like have pulled in a point where like actors are actually actors you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like what do y'all think about this category the best performance category it does seem kind of broad um (laughs) because there are like like you know what do you judge that on is it based on how many games you do or how critically accepted your game that you were in did and like if you were the quote-unquote best performance in that critically acclaimed game you know i don't i don't know the criteria so because if, if it was, like, based on volume, you know, my man, my man Nolan North is, like, in every game. So <laughs> he he always gives a great performance. So I don't even know if he was nominated, but I'm an Nolan North I, fan. I so I don't know. So <laughs> I threw it out there. Been in I, I, don't, I don't think he was. I, I think also think of, uh, why am I forgetting his name? The voice of Joel in the last, well, he basically is in every game. Him and mm-hmm, Nolan North mm-hmm. and uh, Laura Bailey. Who I think might have been nominated, but like they like there's the, the the trifecta, like they're in everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. It almost felt like this award was like who made the most buzz on Twitter <laughs> as a performance, uh, yeah. because like the two that I knew were going to be there was her, Maggie Robertson, who won, because like there's a big thing on Twitter where she was like everybody's video game waifu. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because she was like nine foot tall and was like, ooh, this little, this sexy lady, you know. Right, and, the character. Yeah, and then she came to the awards with the same intention. <laughs> she did. She, she really did. <laughs> um, so I don't know, that that category, Not I, I think it means something, but to me, like, it's like, oh, okay, that's the thing, I guess, you know, who's going to be the next, the next one is going to be, uh, it's going to be um, dude who played Gollum, Andy Serkis in uh suicide squad because i'm pretty sure that's andy circus <laughs> like, that dude's great yeah. dude yeah uh i only thing i'll add to kind of what you're saying brad uh well besides the andy circus thing uh <laughs> is um the weird thing about best performance is yeah they should really like narrow that down because like you said like you said it's rare that the person doing the voice acting also does the performance capture yeah yeah um and like i don't think in the case of resident evil that the woman who did the performance capture was the same as the woman who did the voice acting oh yeah mm. you're right and i think the woman i thought like did the woman who win uh what did she i can't i don't know if she did the voice capture or the or or the uh motion capture i i, I assume Man, she was the voice that's a good point i don't even know <laughs> it was like, unclear I or or she might have been just the the performance capture, um, cause uh like, you know, in case let's say like you know God of War from way back, like yeah, you had the same people doing, the performance capture as a voice capture, um, um, maybe, what Hellblade the first one I think the same woman who did the performance capture did the voice acting, so I, either they should do separate categories, or or limit it to like people who do both maybe I don't know. So, so I just quickly looked at her IMDb, and it looks like she was the voice actor, but mm-hmm. she may not have been the because mo- she's noted in a different thing as the motion capture performer for a different game, but she's ah. not noted as the motion capture performer for Ed- Resident Evil Village. So it seems like they maybe it was voice. I don't okay. know. I don't know. It's a little. It's a little weird. But you know what? That makes the a very good point. I think the problem is that like. Going back to UFC, UFC tries to explain some things. Like, explain exactly how the category is, you know, decided. Like, best performance is da-da-da by a person who does this. And, this, you know, like, give me the, the, the category and, like, the requirements. So I have right. an idea of, like, oh, okay, that's cool. I get it, you know. So, so the judges can mess it up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there's probably a little bit of smoke and mirrors in all of this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like. Yeah, you don't don't tell nobody because we actually haven't played the game or even know what the game is. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, man, but I have to say, like, if we can somehow relate every every category to UFC, that'll be amazing. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. That's that's the that's I, that's my only <laughs> like parallel. So so the next one was best action game. So I haven't personally played Returnal. Uh, have you guys played Returnal? No, I want to. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, same. Um another one that i've watched so skill up he's kind of spoiling me when it comes to these games (laughs) because like marcus i have a backlog that i will never be able to both financially recover from and catch up (laughs) with as far as playing the games so whenever this guy makes these reviews super in-depth and um you know he shows a lot of the gameplay he talks a lot about everything about the game so i feel like i've played returnal even though i also haven't (laughs) Um, that's it seemed like a great game (laughs) 
You, you know, you just made a really great point, and I was gonna say this in general, is that the Video Game Awards made it really clear to me that, like, I'm not rich enough, and I don't have enough time to keep up with what's happening in the gaming industry, like, to keep up with the most latest games. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's just so many games, and I was, like, thinking to myself, like, every game, like, let's be real, I think almost every game that won an award, I have not played. Like, Ooh, I'm pretty confident I have not played any of them. Snap. Like, you know, it's just like, when am I supposed to play these games? Like, they're all long. They're all pretty good. Like, <laughs> you know, like trying to also work and have a life is kind of hard. So it kind of feels like, you know how like most movies that are up for awards, like, I mean, I feel like I've seen them, but maybe it's because movies are just shorter experiences in general. So I think that's a big part of it. Go through like yeah. fifty movies in a year, then to go through fifty games. So that's not a fair comparison. But yeah, I definitely feel you on that, Kyle. But on that uh, token, like, is it enough to play through, you know, the first 10, 15 hours of a longer game? And can you judge it based on that? No, no. I, I would say no, but it happens a lot. No, I, I actually think like Legend of Zelda, like the games have always gotten tens, you know. But I've always felt like it's not it's because the person playing the game is like playing the game in like really fast to get the review out you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. but if you're like an average player who plays it you might give it a different score like it always feels like you know i wouldn't give skyward sword a 10 there's just no way i'd give it a 10 yeah, if but, you finish the game yeah yeah i haven't i couldn't even finish the game because i got so angry at it <laughs> If you, but, if, if you like the game, we know you didn't finish it. <laughs> that, that's generally what I hear about Skyward Sword. I haven't played it, but I've heard that. Yeah, like, the, you have not played that game if you, you give it a 10. It's just like, oh, it's that Legend of Zelda, so it should get a 10. Default. You know, a mainline game. So, so anyway. Um, so, I'm going to skip around a little bit more. Okay, I want to ask you guys. Um, there is the category of best game direction. Was that, was that it? Do you guys remember? Game direction. To... Yeah, there was something like that. I think. Yes, best that... game direction. What yeah. does that even mean? No idea. Like, oh, well, it's simple. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Deathloop won that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Marcus just go silent? He said, it's simple. And then he just went silent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. Yeah, Next like. Is bad. Yeah, like yeah, my connection's bad. <laughs> yeah, like I honestly feel like that's the category where you have to explain something. Because I'm yes. like, what does that even mean? Like, does that mean the person who knows Jeff Keeley the best? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is what is game direction? Does that mean like, oh, the gameplay's the best, or the way that they approached it? Like, it just seemed completely arbitrary. Like, it could have went to any game that was good. A hundred percent. So sometimes, like, what I would. I could say like okay like if direction like okay you know what I'm this is a shot in the dark not about (laughs) direction but more like uh hey this is where I could possibly see it going if there's a if the game had a good sense of art uh, altourship in a sense that like uh so like let's say Hideo Kojima right Hideo Kojima games it's like you probably you probably wouldn't have to know it's him if you know if you play like a couple of his games and you play a mm-hmm. game you'd be like man this plays like a Hideo this is like a Hideo Kojima game um, and like it's like that so I was surprised um with death I mean dang I haven't played Deathloop 
I want it. I want to play it. Um, but uh, I, you know, I'm surprised. It's like you know because I had no idea what best direction was in terms of that. The only thing I can think of is like you know what game really felt like it had a really good sense of artourship to it. Like it had a very um, you know defined uh, style. And when I see Deathloop, um, I'm like, okay, okay um, you know, may- maybe it's because, you know, Arcane stuff, uh, studio stuff isn't as um, well known. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I-, I didn't immediately see anything about Deathloop that's like, oh, wow, this is a very, like, um, other, like, either, or maybe the art style of it, it let me know that it's, that, oh, this is probably an Arcane game. Um, but, uh, uh, wait, actually, is it an arcane game? I could be wrong. You know I don't what? Think, I don't think it's an arcane game. I think it's... Is it Ubisoft? Yeah. Mm, I don't remember who made that game. I don't know. Not even Let me check. I, I, I thought it's from the people who made Dishonored, but I could be wrong. But anyways, I was like... Because wasn't like Psychonauts 2 in that? Yeah. I haven't played that either. But like like Tim Schafer games are very much like Tim Schafer games. Yes. No, no, and you, so you're like, right. You're right. It was arcane. It was arcane. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and so like, I was sitting there like, you know, not to say I can argue it cause I haven't played either one, but like, I was like, man, at least with the first Psychonauts, like, man, that that's a very, like that game had a, had a clear vision to it. Like you, you like it's very unique. Um, so I, I've heard the same was, things about the sequel. Yeah. And then so go ahead. I've I've played It Takes Two. This is on the list, mm-hmm. and seen Ratchet and Clank on that. They're also on the list. So I guess it makes sense that all of them fit the category. But I'm just, I'm not convinced that Deathloop was better than either of those. And then yeah, now that you bring up Psychonauts, like especially if if Direction is what we think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it almost feels like the best game direction is like what game like captured our imagination the most. You know, like it's not really like what game had the coolest idea or something. You know, mm-hmm. like and I mean Psychonauts would probably win in any other world where Psychonauts didn't already exist. <laughs> you know, like because uh, Psychonauts one, one existed, it's like Psychonauts two is just, you know, kind of inevitable. But I feel like Maybe the category should have been like most interesting game. I don't know. Like it just feels like it's not innovative. a great ca- innovative. Might have been a better way to go, but it also I don't feel like that's like once again. You know, a lot of this it, it's kind of like you know when you go watch uh, the the Gram not the Grammys the Oscars. Sometimes people win certain awards. You're like, oh man, I, I'm really surprised. It's like you the judges are looking at something different than maybe what the public is looking at you mm. know as the criteria so you know who who even knows um so come on that, ufc <laughs> come on UFC. <laughs> so so i wanted i wanted to stop a moment and talk about uh what the most disrespectful moment of the uh the night which was i think best uh what was it online game ongoing no 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 what was it it was Genshin Impact. Oh Gen- yeah. What, what was what was that? It was, it was, I thought it was best mobile game, right? Or was something. It best mobile game. I don't remember. I can't remember. I'm looking. I gotta search. But yeah, like I feel like okay. Like yeah, it me, was. It was best mobile. Best mobile. Yep. So so 
that right there, I get it. Okay. Uh, they wanted to have an NBA, a WM, they had, well, they had an NBA player and a WNBA player, right? Bring some popular people outside of the gaming industry mm-hmm. into the gaming industry, right? They had, um, what's his name uh, from Marvel? They had two people from the Marvel universe or one person from the Marvel universe, one person from the Star Wars universe. You know, like they're trying to bring in other popular franchises to kind of bring, drum up some interest, right? Oh, cool. We got celebrities. But um, man, I feel like that right there undercut the whole awards to me. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. Because it was like, snap. Yeah, you couldn't even like tell the girl the name of these these games. Like, that. if anything, that's like, oh, this girl's definitely not a gamer, does not care about our industry. Because if you were just anecdotally a part of the game you know what genshin impact is you oh know yeah what I'm it's massive so i don't know how y'all felt about that like that kind of felt like to me where i was like man we ain't never gonna get taken seriously <laughs> even <laughs> like the vgas you know like what, what did y'all think about that genshin impact moment it was rough man i felt uh, bad for it <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I i that stood out to me at the same time like i I gave it the benefit of the doubt because, like, even though it was kind of off topic, it reminds me of, like, uh, Arcane, the TV show. And the only reason why I bring that up is because, you know, it's based off of League of Legends. In, in my mind, I was like, I've never played League of Legends, really. I mm-hmm. know about it because I play games, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, what is this? I don't care about League of Legends. And then, you know, but, like, um, and so, like, most people who watch it didn't, but at the same time, League of Legends has like several hundred million people who play it. Like it's one of the yeah. biggest games in the world. Right, yeah. I, I personally have no like me, I I barely play like, you know I well, I don't really even play mobile games that much, especially like gotcha games. I just know about it through memes. I've never played Genshin Impact. I learned about it through like a meme joke. Uh-oh. So <laughs> um and so, like, the only reason why I'm even giving it the pronounce, the right pronunciation is because it's just more of, like, I just called it Genshin Impact. Um, and if someone told me, like, oh, it's actually Genshin Impact, I would have been like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For me, it kind of hit it kind of hit that same spot. Because I did play Genshin or, or, uh, for a little while. I think I maybe put, like, 10 hours into the game. And then I, I lost interest because the gotcha stuff is super aggressive. But I guess from just that little investment I had, it kind of hit me in the same way as the live action Avatar movie when mm. they were saying everybody's <laughs> name wrong. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, we're at the awards, right? We trusted you with the names of these games. Mm-hmm. And then you do this to us. Yes. Yeah. Immediate I'm- illustration of the amount of disrespect is that i i get it immediately once you said that (laughs) it's like you didn't want to spend the five minutes to just go watch a youtube video that says every character's name and then just go for it like and you know i i i feel you marcus like i'm gonna give benefit of doubt because she's a WNBA player she seemed mad nervous and just honestly i didn't know who she was because i'm not a WNBA fan or anything so it wasn't until somebody said Ariel Powers, the WNBA star. I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense. Why she's so tall, <laughs> you know?" Like, <laughs> like. But other than that, you know, I was just like, "Who?" Like to be real, I was like, "Who did random black girl just talking?" Who did she- <laughs> like, you know, she don't seem like she even knows what's happening. It, it almost seemed like an intern, you know. What I'm saying? Oh like, yeah. 
you know, a, a diversity and inclusion intern. I was like, okay, like, thank Snap. you. You know, um, but yeah, you know, definitely get it. But like, it, it just is like one of those things. It's like, come on, y'all. Like, like you could have just sat her down and to- like, that's the only award she read. Like, just like, boom. And I totally get it if you get names wrong, because who knows how to pronounce names. Like Genshin, Genshin, get it, get it. But it just, it was just so Genshin Impact. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, yeah. man. Why, you know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the game reveals. Were there any of the other the awards that really stood out to you guys uh, for the night? I think uh, Deathloop won another one that I didn't agree with. Let me see if I can. I don't remember which one it was. One Death- any award Deathloop won, it shouldn't have won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> game. Which one? <laughs> the most game game. Deathloop. Boo. <laughs> oh, best art direction. Best art direction. Yes. Best, art direction. Yeah. Best real-time strategy. Deathloop. Deathloop. Oh, my Boo. gosh. <laughs> so, Psychonauts yeah, so, 2 mm-hmm. and Ratchet and & Clank were in that one, too. Mm-hmm. And both of those games are gorgeous. You know, I've seen... Deathloop just looks... I mean, it doesn't look bad, but it looks like every other game to me. Like, in, in the sense that it's like, it's not doing anything new with as far as graphical either not even in fidelity as well as like just interesting you know ways to like artistically show something like a gun looks like a gun in that game like there was you know didn't blow my mind in any way but I, I was bringing that up to say the reason why I haven't been that invested in the VGAs which I just remembered just now was is because they've always seemed like very political as mm-hmm. far as which games mm-hmm. get get which awards and Deathloop for me was kind of towing that line because of it kept winning these things and a lot of people were talking about Deathloop it's got great you know feedback as far as critics are concerned and I think even the fans quote-unquote fans the ones that who reviewed it gave it high numbers but then it's like also well understood from what I understand that it's it was okay but like for it to win everything doesn't make a whole lot of sense and like yeah. I think that happened last year with um, what was it the, the zombie game? I can't remember it now. Um, it was the second version. Uh, I'm drawing a complete blank. Zombie, I think I wrote Yeah. Or? No, it was uh, Last of Us. Last of Us. Oh, Last of Oh, okay. Yeah, you know people were on the fence about that game, but it. I think it, I'm pretty sure it won a couple of awards mm-hmm. last it, year. It won Game of the Year, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I thought so. Um, and, and that one was like, I know a lot of the controversy behind it was just like, they didn't like the the decisions, some of the controversial decisions made in that game, which I will not spoil. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, like, and it, and it kind of felt weird too, in a sense, because it's like Deathloop won everything, almost everything it was in, and then like it takes you one game of the year, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like not that it takes you doesn't deserve it. And I feel like I haven't played it though, so I can't say. And I, you know, I'm actually interested in it now because it won, but at the same time, I, like I don't know, like some some of the stuff just seems kind of, yeah, like it, it you know, it, it doesn't, you know, you don't really understand the decision making that kind of goes into it. And mm-hmm. and sometimes you're like, you know, unless something is a clear standout above heads above the rest, mm-hmm. um, it probably shouldn't win 
every category it's in um you know uh just just for the sake of like also acknowledging other things yes um, yeah. um and the last thing i'll say is can, can can we get i haven't played returnal but that's the one game only reason why i've even interested in it because that's the one game everyone i've heard who's actually sat down and played through it says it's like their game of the year yeah, like everyone like as a game like in like because i gave it no i'm like what it's a it's a you know a a bullet heck you know sensor bullet heck game you know <laughs> yeah roguelike um, elements in ro- there ro- ro- with roguelike i was like what like this i'm not in a 70 dollars bump this <laughs> <laughs> but, and so i was like nah but then everyone i, I i've seen play it or they going they're like yo this is like everything about this game is incredible like mm-hmm. everything and the the more I, I hear about it, the lore and the storytelling, the 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 gameplay, the surprises, I'm like, wow, I I really should play this game. Yeah, I I haven't got that much like follow up with Deathloop, like in the sense of like, yeah, like everyone says it's good, but I still hear people talking about Returnal. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like that political sense. It's kind of almost why <laughs> sometimes it just feels like the Jeff Keighley Awards because. I, I have, it's like, Jeff Keighley can act like he's surprised. Like, wow, the winner is this person. But it almost feels like Jeff Keighley is like, if he sees something happening, he's like, no, I override this. The winner is this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, and it feels like, you know, the best art direction, number one, I mean, maybe I'm missing something about Deathloop. But, yeah, even just from the, the clips that they showed, I was like, oh definitely don't think they're gonna win <laughs> you know like right and they won so i was surprised and then like the game of the year let's just talk about game of the year it takes two so kyle sounds like you've played it heard it's a great game i've heard mm-hmm. it's like doing cool things i don't know why but it definitely feels like the win it takes two winning game of the year was kind of like the underdog story mm-hmm. and the and that the, it it was done on purpose because I don't know if you remember that dude. First of all, the dude, I can't remember his name. He's insane. But Joseph. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was the, the VJs <laughs> the year before or the year before that, but he had a spot where he was, you know, you know how Jeff Keighley would like bring a developer on stage and they talk about their game. You know, he was on stage with Jeff Keighley and it was clear he was insane. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, this man is crazy. Like, he really believes that he's making the best game of all time. Like, he really believes that. And it almost felt like Jeff Keighley was like, you know what? You put your heart into this. You deserve this. And this will give it to you. You know, like, I, I, how, how did y'all feel about Game of the Year? You, you, you guys shared a little bit about it, but what do you guys think about Game of the Year? Jeff Keighley said, I, your Lord and Savior of games, mm. will give you my child Game of the mm. Year. Mm. Just wear a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kyle, you played it, so you you probably have the best um, perspective reference on this. Yeah. So I will say, it takes two is is an incredible game. Um, as far as the couch co op thing goes, uh, it's made by the same people who made um, a way out, which was also a great right. game. So they really understand, you know, building mechanics that are intuitive as well as they work together and making games that are super accessible. You know, so you can pretty much play them like they're made to be played multiplayer. And they make it with the intent that no matter who you're playing with, both of you can get it. Like it's not, it's not, there's no crazy difficulty ramps or anything, but at the same, the same time, the game stays fun. Um, So I think it was definitely a contender for game of the year because I guess that niche that it was in. So it kind of represented that genre. 
And so I appreciate them putting it there. But as far as like winning, I don't understand why it won. Because, you know, still the the games it was against, you know, Resident Evil, Village, Metroid Dread, you know, two of the, the biggest games of the year, you, you can't argue, you know, I, I don't understand why it won. It's a great game, but I don't agree. So what you're saying is that Deathloop should have won. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> For for me, like I'm not gonna because I haven't played it, and it's one of those things. So I do kind of. So I don't always feel that Jeff Keighley is like the secret person deciding who wins everything. <laughs> I feel like you know because he has to. He's basically like at the mercy of everyone who has all the money. Mm. Um, I I feel like you know like he kind of gets a little bit more of his say maybe in game of the year. Maybe I feel like. Um, and the one thing I do is that I appreciate it because like okay, so the. Well, like a few, a few VGA, like you know, okay, so like the first, ma- the first major VGAs where they had like an actual award show with like an audience and stuff. That yeah. one, that year, that was the year that the Walking Dead season one, uh, game, the Telltale games came out. Oh. And, and and I was like, I had no interest in that. I was like, okay, I you know, I you know, point and click adventures were cool in the nineties. It's not made by like Tim Schafer. I don't really care. <laughs> and uh and like and then at the end it was like it was it got nominated for a couple of things didn't win anything all of a sudden it had game of the year award and it was like up against all these heavy hitters what? and then and, and and then like uh the walking dead season one won game of the year and i was just like yo no okay jeff Keeley did this mm. <laughs> there's no way that this 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 point and click adventure game one snap uh one that and i and i was i was kind of salty but i'll say this like that next year um when it um i can't remember if oh yeah i think it, they they finally brought it to like playstation plus for free or something i can't remember because i i thought i played it on i don't think i played it on pc um but uh i've actually played through it and by the time i finished that game i was like a game has never made me exactly. feel this way. I was gonna say, I was wondering and, where and, you're going. <laughs> and, and and I was just like, "Yo, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Wow." <laughs> and so, yeah. like, that's why I don't want to say anything about it takes two because um because I haven't played it because like it could be one of those things where like yo like maybe even if it didn't do everything to where it should have deserved it, I think it might be one of those things where it's like yo people need to play this game mm. so game so like all these game developers know that there's a there's a level that you can go that you haven't gone to yet oh snap yeah maybe, now yeah. that you mention that okay yeah. i have to i have to take everything i said back because that makes sense as far as game of the year award yeah this this game will have you on your face yeah and, and you know and like you know i i speak i definitely speak out of turn i haven't played it takes two i definitely feel like it was political just because Oh, dude was crazy, and Jeff Keighley seemed to love him. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, no, I, I definitely respect that because I do think that there are times where a game like Death Loop would have won that because it had all the publicity and mm-hmm. it had the cool voice actors, and like I would have easily seen that happening in a really like political environment. And yes, I do believe that Jeff Keighley probably does have some sway on Game of the Year, and. I do think maybe <laughs> his way of thinking about it is what's the game that has the most impact, 
Not necessarily what's the best game of the year. Yeah. What's the game that has the most influence? It might have an impact on the industry. Because I was going to say, I was waiting for you to finish, Marcus, because I was going to say, like, I would say that Walking Dead is one of those games where, like, you think you know, but you don't know. You, mm. you, th- you think you understand what a game could do to you, but you don't know. And then you experience it, you know, <laughs> you experience it and you're like, wow. Like, I've never had a moment where I literally sat there with the controller in front of me for like 10 minutes and said, I don't know what to do. I don't want to play this anymore. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want to make this decision. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's interesting that you say that, Kyle, um, because I, I want to play it. And, you know, Shailene and I like to play games here and there, you know, so... That might be one that I put up on the, the list. You know? Highly recommend that you put it at the top of your list. It okay. is great. Okay. And you both may remember that if you, if you go back and watch it, whenever Jeff Keighley says it takes two, he always has the biggest smile on his face. Exactly. He loves that dude. He loves he that loved dude. Everything about that game. Yeah. Matter of fact, the dude, now I think about it, it was the uh, the other game, uh, Get Out. What did you call it? What was the game? I forget it. Um, a Getaway. What was the game that he made? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, now you made me forget it. Uh-huh. A Way Out. A Way Out. That's the game that he came on stage and talked about. And he literally talked like an insane person. Go back and watch it. <laughs> You'll literally be like, that man is insane. Um, it's a good game, though. <laughs> it, it was a great moment from the VJs. So so let's talk a little bit about some of the reveals um, that came out. Because half of the VGAs is really just E3. Um, yeah. So... There's a lot of them. 90%. There's a lot of them. So first, let me ask you guys, uh, and you know, we can kind of go around. Uh, maybe start with you, Marcus. What What's one of the games that really you were like excited to see get a reveal and were interested to see? Like, you know, maybe name one game. We'll just go around and name a few. Uh, start with you, Marcus. Okay, one game. Uh, Alan Wake Two. <laughs> I knew that was the one. You <laughs> knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why Alan Wake Two, Marcus? Okay, so. I played Alan Wake One. I thought it was, I like I thought it was cool. Um, it didn't blow me away, and I thought the story was kind of interesting, but a little weird. Fast forward, as I talked to you before, Brad. Mm-hmm. I you know I got Control for free through Epic Game Store on PC, and so I was like, cool. I nice. finally started playing through uh, Control. Um, I stopped for a bit. Um, because you know the gameplay is is actually pretty interesting, but like it didn't necessarily like blow me away once again um but then i finally picked it back up i got through control and by the like by the end of this game like um you ever seen that meme picture of I, it's probably from what always sunny in philadelphia where you have like the insane dude with, like has the board of pictures and he has like the lines going everywhere it's kind of like a conspiracy theory oh yeah the guy like, who's picture. playing luigi yeah uh yeah and in <laughs> maybe uh i I, i'm not sure on that one but uh yeah like i i'm telling you like i the lore in that game is so impressive Mm. so cool like i played one of the dlc and lily i was listening to just audio like audio logs like lily Mm -hmm. and by the time like you never meet a certain character all you listen to is audio logs from this Mm. character and by the end of the dlc i was like this is the most interesting character I've ever. Seen. <laughs> like, wow! It just impacted me, and 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 the reason why I I talk about control, and not only that is, is the fact that like, uh, 
I, I'm sold on the lore. Like the the main the main like even the story of the main game is like if, if that's all you paid attention to, that's actually the le- like it's the least important part. But the reason is is that like it it kind of revealed that it's a part of a larger remedy, as in the people who make it, the remedy verse, oh, cool. and Alan Wake is a part of it mm. and like um oh, it's, wow. it's 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 uh it's not that's not necessarily like it's not really a spoiler per se it's one of those things where like you know no, normally like you get you know a developer gives you easter eggs but this one does some cool tie-ins that completely recontextualize the story of alan wake and it went from being like a game that people were like a cult game that a lot of people wanted that i was like i don't understand to being like I haven't been more excited for a game like this in like years. Wow. So I want to see what happens in the lore. That's just me though. No, that's super cool. That yeah. is really cool. Yeah, Marcus hit me up. He's like, "Have you have you played Control?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> "He's like, you need to stop what you're doing. Put your baby down. Put it down right now. Put it. Just put it on the ground. I'm at the store, Marcus. Put it." on the ground <laughs> no like like to me that's like so exciting because i love game lore i love movie lore i love any type of lore that's you know that's kind of one of the things that brought me into star wars i never was interested in star wars to be very honest but it wasn't until uh one of our mutual friends brandy explained more of the the universe to me and actually i think you were there marcus when i was asking all these questions about star wars and yeah and it just was like whoa like it just like I was seeing something different and it's from that point on I've been like you know I'm not a deep hardcore Star Wars Star Wars fan but like I've always really been super interested in it you know That's um really so cool. so yeah I, I still I've yet to play Alan Wake I I missed my boat when it was all the stuff going on with the you know the 360 uh but I know it's on PC now so I need to play that and I need to play Control I just love when I hear like, oh, a game has lore and I need to play both games to understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, check. <laughs> just, just to cut in real quick, I'll just to let you know, the original version is on PC as well. That's how I played it. So, uh. and it actually still plays fine. So, I, I don't even know if the remastered version even like improves much mm-hmm. on, like, it's an improvement for the 360 to the Xbox, but on PC probably not a lot so okay. uh you know if you can find the original version for really cheap that might work too so okay yeah <laughs> sure no so alan wake 2 definitely on the list and i control and alan wake 1 also on the list welcome to the backlog fool you're never escaping um <laughs> <laughs> what about you uh kyle i almost called you carlos um <laughs> yes this what, is carlos um <laughs> <laughs> what's up carlos uh what 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 game uh trailer uh comes to mind popped out so so just briefly i did play uh both alan wake one and control for a little while i have a very low tolerance for like creepy games Mm. so i didn't get very far (laughs) in either of them but (laughs) i appreciate that they're connected though because that makes a whole lot of sense because they were both equally as creepy to me so i won't (laughs) be playing alan wake 2 but if you want to tell me about it i'll listen reluctantly just watch a youtube video (laughs) (laughs) but um so the game i'm kind of interested in that was revealed here was uh the wonder woman game um i'm a stickler for superhero superheroes the uh, latest superhero games aside from the avengers game have they've all been really good and so you know i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it i forgot who the developer was but it's they developed another game recently that was very good 
uh, I'm drawing a complete blank, but it hardly Definitely. matters. Um, yeah, it it was funny though when he was talking about it, Jeff. He was like, "I'm surprised that this game wasn't leaked before the reveal." Oh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, oh you're man. talking about you're talking about uh, the same dudes who made Arkham Asylum, uh, right? Uh, Is it those guys? No, no, it's not them. It's uh, not this. Uh, it's it's mon- uh, Monolith is making it. Monolith. Uh, mon- no, no, no. Is it Monolith? I don't know. Is I, it Monolith or Monarch or something? I don't remember. I, I'll look it up. But yeah, I remember seeing going like, oh, this is probably going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoever the developer is, yeah, I was 100% convinced that it's at least going to be decent as long as they have full creative liberty over it. Um, but I, I just find it funny that that's the, that's the day and age we live in is that. Like he had to say it verbally. I'm surprised this Marvel uh, <laughs> new thing wasn't leaked in any capacity. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, the, it's from it's it's the same dudes who made a uh, what's it called Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. What, that's what it that? was. Yeah, who yeah. Made yeah. That um, I can't remember who made that. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because everything gets leaked. Everything, everything gets leaked now. So you know, yeah. To me, you know, it's always interesting when I see a game that's a teaser. You know, I just go, interesting. I like that they have a concept. Like when they did the Wolverine uh, mm-hmm. in, in whatever the was Gamescom or something. I was like, interesting. I want to see what you might do with it. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm interested in that. See where it comes. I mean, honestly, superhero games have really. I mean, you know what blew my mind that um, I forgot to say this, that Guardians of the Galaxy won best story narrative. Oh was, yeah, and I said, yeah, no, I've been I'm, hearing a lot about it. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta go play this because I am very surprised, you know. So like, I, you know, I I've been playing that game too. Um, but see, the reason why I partially asked earlier if it's okay to play like 15 hours of a game and do a review is because that's kind of where I am now in my life. Mm-hmm. Is that I play a game until, you know, I feel like I've either gotten the gist of it or something happens that takes me away from it. And I pick up something new instead of going back into it. And so, so yeah, I've, I've played, uh, what well, I think, it, I think it said I was at like 40% of Guardians and it's, it's also a very good game. Um, not to spoil anything, but I think it got the award it did because it's very similar in tone to the MCU's representation of the Guardians. Okay. But so because it's interactive, writing. it's pretty great. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to check that. Too many games on the like. I I still need to finish God of War. Like, uh, I I gotta have. I, w- I want to have a whole episode about God of War because I have some like very interesting thoughts about it. But that's a whole other thing. So okay, I want to talk about a trailer that that captivated my my mind because the game seemed so trash. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't even know if it was a trailer or just a game that showed up during those like kind of commercial breaks, but I don't know if y'all remember this, but it was Star Trek Resurgence. Do y'all remember? Yeah. Yo. Yes, I did see that one. Yeah. That junk looked like one of the worst games <laughs> I've ever seen, like in this era, like it legitimately looked first. I thought it was a mobile game. So I was like. Like, I let it go. I was playing for a little bit, and I was like, yo, this game looks so trash. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a mobile game. So I, I can, it's unfair for me to, to, to judge it. <laughs> At the end, I saw there was a PS4, PS5 game, and I was like, oh, yeah. absolutely not. Give me my money back. I haven't even bought it. I want my money back. <laughs> like, genuinely, it looks... I've never seen a game that looks unfun. Like, it just... It does. It, it literally just looked like, hi, Negative. my name is Chris. 
do you like talking? <laughs> like, it looks so bad, man. Yeah, them graphics look real, though. Did you see Spock? I mean, they looks, made Spock look good. Like, Yeah, he was the only one. But. He's literally the only one that looked good. Everybody else just looked... Like, the game looks so bad, son. I was just like, please. Like, I would have been better off just doing a Wonder Woman and just showing the Star Trek uh, the <laughs> symbol and just saying, resurgence. And I would have been like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> Hype. <laughs> well, you know who made the last Star Trek game? Who? It was IBM, wasn't it? Or they had a part of it. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Star Trek Bridge Crew. We that's the, the Watson yeah. Watson yeah. thing. Yeah, that that's a whole nother. I heard about that. I never experienced that. Uh, High hopes. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like when I saw Resurgence, of course, I like it. Lily didn't interest me at all. Like I was, I might have fell asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. By the way, uh, sorry to mention this. Uh, Monolith is the is the the company that's making one woman okay so, cool uh, okay and they made they made shadow of, of mortar okay that's okay cool cool yeah um but uh yeah like when i saw it like i was kind of, i was like what is this i'm like oh is it star trek and then i was looking at it, i was like oh it kind of reminds me of a quantic dream game hmm. um style game when i saw it and i immediately lost interest because of that <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> quantic, quantic dream was always just trying to do a thing like it, they, they're not concerned about if the game is Man. fun they're just like we want you to experience mm. the thing <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm, oh man like i man did, did, don't make me talk about heavy rain i'm gonna did get you angry. did you play uh not the the game the most recent one that was uh detroit with, become it? human not detroit was that them i don't know if yeah they, yeah yeah that's um, the, yeah the game with the girl who had the psychic powers. Um, oh, you talking Beyond about Beyond Two Souls. Souls? Have y'all played yeah. Beyond Two Souls? As much as I can um, stomach. I I because I, they gave didn't they give away for free? They like gave I it for haven't. Free. I, I I played like the first like twenty minutes of it, and then I was like, yeah, I'm still playing a Quantic Dream game. <laughs> Yo, I want y'all to finish that game because nobody I know has finished that game, and I need to talk to somebody about the ending of that. <laughs> Quantic <game>. Dream did. <laughs> They're like, uh, what did let it happen? No, honestly, I need to talk to somebody about that game because I'm like the ending. First of all, I think there's multiple endings, but the ending is just Most like. Likely. Oh my gosh! Anyway, that's a tangent. That I'll just write that down. One day somebody will play the quantum finish <laughs> two souls and tell me what they think because that was a game experience. So so yeah, watch a playthrough. Yeah, like <laughs> there we go. It, it's and it's definitely a game where like you have to watch the full playthrough because of a lot of the stupid stuff that happens in it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> going to a game that actually interests me. Um, I was actually like. <laughs> pulled in a little bit to suicide squad oh yeah um, i was like yo this looks super like fun like it just looked like just poppy you know what i'm saying like a lot of juice a lot of Mm -hmm. just stuff happening you know of course andy circus that was just andy circus and like it just and it's made by rocksteady who i think is a great developer so i was like oh you already got you already got me on the team um but that game honestly like like it had on me, I'm just going to say this, the V effect, where, like, I don't, like, know if V is going to be good, but it, in, like, it immediately drew my eye to it. I was like, what's happening here? You know, yeah. like, oh, this is interesting. I'm like, what, you know, like, this game looks like it could be, you know, like, um, so I don't know, like, to me, Suicide Squad was the game that kind of really, I walked away like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like, you know? I don't know what y'all thought about Suicide Squad. 
Wait, wait, hold up, Brad. Like, I'm sorry. When you talk about it gave the Doke V effect, and I really thought about the Doke V sh- uh, like, part they had. The- and I was just like, uh. Yo, yo. I, I-, I want to bring that up. I honestly watched that joint intently. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I watched that whole thing and I was like, this is so cool. The fever (laughs) dream. I was like, what am I watching? But I love it. I don't know. There's something about Doke V that I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, they got subliminal messages in there or something. They're taking over (laughs) your brain, bro. There 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 was something about that where I was just what else. I was thinking of the Doke V thing, and I was over here, like, watching it, I was just like, uh, I felt, like, uncomfortable, I didn't know what was <laughs> I was just like... It's all the like, characters were looking directly into the camera. In the camera, they got the big heads, but their bodies are, like, like weirdly, like, one-to-one with the dancing, and everybody, it was actual people, you could tell, because they weren't, like, uniform, and I was like, this is so strange, keep dancing, <laughs> like, but, and then, like, the... But think the, about it. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was very strange, and it would switch through. <laughs> it would transition between scenes like very seamlessly, and like in the yeah. background, there was stuff happening. I was like, "What is happening?" Like, this it was is, a lot, and it was bright, and it was colorful, and it was that same little stupid song. It was just. It was. It was popping. It was popping. So I even watched that part at two times speed. And that's an experience. So <laughs> that's the most craziest crackheaded thing ever. I suggest like, it. I will do it. I will do it right like, after. Part- this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I- I'll get back to like what I thought of Suicide Squad, but I just want to say that the part about that that made me so weird was like, you know, you know, you're advertising that, but in my mind, I was just like, just imagine like, uh, like you have all these grown men, just like, oh, yo, no. man, I can't wait to play with all these. Children. Oh no. <laughs> Just super hype, like the implications. I love it. Look at all these little kids. Yeah, it was. It's definitely like a weird. If anything, to me, like imagine like somebody walked in on you watching the VBAs and and, like right when that happens, and they're like, "Nope, I'm out." No, it's the Game Awards. I promise. I promise you, mom. It's the VBAs. That's like every time someone watches anime, and like Absolutely. it can be completely fine, but Absolutely. as soon as someone walks in, it's the most like it's the most yeah, inappropriate, cool yeah. fan servicey moment. And you're like, no, no, this is what the anime is about. So this what you watch? <laughs> it's Parasite. I'm telling you, it's not about this. <laughs> this why your door was closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just super side note. It reminds me of a story when I was a kid. I I was playing Soul Calibur. I think four or three, and I I, I loved Ivy. That was like one of my favorite characters. Oh no! And yeah, and I was playing with her, and I was like training with her. And my mom hadn't come home from work, and uh, right when I, <laughs> I I was playing like the story mode. And right when she walks in from work, it, it's a scene where Ivy is wearing the most inappropriate outfit, yep. the most physics, and they're zoomed in on her. She's like, boy, what are you playing? And I was like, no, mom. It, I, no. <laughs> yeah, like, you every gotta time. play. You got to every time, every time. But anyway, Suicide Squad. <laughs> you, you go, Kyle. Oh, did you give your thoughts on Suicide Squad, Marcus? No, but I, I want you to go first. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think it looks it looks good. It looks like it kind of takes a lot of the the boxes as far as like those action packed shooters. I couldn't tell if it was primarily over the shoulder or if it's like a pulled out camera or if it was first person. I got to go watch it again. But yeah, definitely full of juice. The action was over the top. I was a little curious because the name suggests something more grand 
but the trailer it seemed like flash was the focal point and mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. like you know kill kill the uh the the justice league but then it was just flash so yeah they they said that he was uh being controlled by what's his name uh uh megamind what's it not megamind, megamind. uh the dude who can who has uh, i can't remember but yeah he's being controlled so all i, I can I, think of is modok but he's from marvel i don't know if this, you mean brainiac brainiac i think brainiac. brainiac i think he said brainiac mm-hmm. but anyway yeah what, what about you marcus what do you think uh i'm sorry man once you brought up that doke v thing and now all of a sudden i'm just i'm just attaching that to suicide squad and especially particularly that music and somehow now that music's playing with the oh we need to just make a youtube video where we just overlay that music uh so with me i you know i i love um like rocksteady like the arkham asylum Mm -hmm. arkham city um i have arkham knight uh and i love it it's just that like i look at that that menu with all the stuff and i'm like man i can't do this i'm gonna i'm gonna play this game for like three years (laughs) so i haven't i i I, like i keep installing it uninstalling it not because it's not good it's because i'm like i don't want to play this one game for the rest of my life (laughs) uh uh but uh um yeah like i think like it like of course visually it looks it looks really good Mm -hmm. um and it uh it's kind of living up to like the cgi stuff that it was showing before Mm -hmm. um and i liked a a lot of the stuff there's there's something weird though like where i wasn't as like i i will play it just because i trust rocksteady yeah but it didn't it didn't blow me away and i think particularly it's because like I start to see the limitations of the medium mm. in a sense. Like like the game itself could be interesting, but I was just like I'm telling you, man, like if like ninety percent of the games weren't just like third person shooters, like I was just like uh it's it's just kinda like, man, it's the only way you can it's the only way gameplay can work is if you like, you know, give the character a gun and then like, you know, mm. have them shoot things. It's like interesting. And mm. I, I feel like that's part of an issue in our medium is that like trends uh, it's it you can do so much with games because it's interactive but the primary way that fun is generated is that like oh hey you have to give this character a gun and they have to shoot things and like (laughs) and i I, I love shooters Mm -hmm. like I, i absolutely love them but like when i saw the trailer like it just it was like it looked more to me like gameplay wise it looked more like the more of the other games i saw mm. like the visuals look good and so like I, I i know that that once the game probably gets in your hands you'll kind of see that difference and it's going to be great because it's rock steady but just just from watching it i was just kind of like yeah it didn't blow me away that's interesting. So, like, the gameplay itself, because of, I don't want to say that it's uh, rep- not repetitive, but, like, it just kind of is what every other game is now, right? Like, oh, like, this yeah. is how you play. It kind of, like, destroys the feeling of, like, oh, this is going to be really cool because it feels, like, reductive. Like, oh, this is just what it is. Okay, cool. I'm just going to shoot stuff, you know. Um, and I can feel that. I can totally feel that. And I think that's just a problem with the gaming industry. Like, I think I can't remember what game it was, but it was like this weird. There's a first person shooter trailer that I was like, why is this here? Like, I don't need another first person shooter. Like, I'm done with this. Like, it it was some random 
Crossfire. I think it was called Crossfire. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that as you were talking. I was like, what? What is this game? And like, like honestly, dude, like, don't show me this. Just tell me about the storyline and can trick me into playing it. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not interested in this. So I could totally feel that. You know, I, I have a feeling because of how Rocksteady. You know, not that they'll do it again, but like Rocksteady really reinvented like hand to hand combat with Batman you know like yeah. how they did it i'm like i hope they bring that same type of like hey let's do something new and original with this type of genre you know um and and because they were doing some interesting stuff like you could see people had like kind of special moves and like yeah. shooting and then they do a thing yeah. so so i, I wonder, like that part i wonder how that's gonna all come together but i, I can 100 percent feel you 100 percent. it seemed a lot like they were gonna pull from yeah because even if in that genre you know like hero shooters are becoming a thing because it's already that blend of you know yeah you having that shooting mechanic and i think it's besides just being like trendy it's also very familiar you know kind of in the same vein as first person shooters but from my experience you know third person games are more accessible as far as like uh motion sickness and stuff Mm. and people seem to be able to navigate better and so right I think a lot of the decisions are driven, unfortunately, because of the state of the industry by money, you know? Yeah. So, like, what what's trendy, what'll sell, and then, like, you know, to kind of go from there. And, you know, shooters are trendy. Fortnite, you know. So. <laughs> and, and Fortnite had a trailer, which I was just like, please go away. Like, delete yourself. <laughs> like, just, like, I don't, like, cool. Like, I bet you Fortnite's a great game. People love it for whatever. I, I liked Fortnite for the time I played it. But honestly, it's just like, dude, you're going to make the money. I don't even know why you need to advertise. Like, you know what trailer was complete, flex. completely unnecessary? And I honestly was like, I think it, 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 it kind of made me angry. It was the Among Us VR trailer. Like, it oh, honestly didn't even feel like a trailer. It literally was like, hey, guys. We have five minutes to, to to submit something to the game awards. Send them, you know, like it was so disrespectful. And I was like, "Come on, man! Like this, like don't even show yourself. Just show it to your community because that's the only people who care." Like, I don't know. It made me angry. Like, it was weird yeah. that they even did that because somebody already did it. First of all, had mm-hmm. you know the first person among us. If if it's not in VR, and then there's been a thousand clones. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really get the play either, especially showing it at the Game Awards. Like a, I don't know. Uh, they they pay Jeff a lot of money. Probably, probably. I think the last thing I'll say about the Suicide Squad is that I started thinking more about my head about a member of the trailer, and I think like I like, and I feel like each of the characters have their own. You they probably they have a very unique style. I'm assuming it's just that like it's like oh like you have Deadshot and I'm like okay I understand Deadshot's gonna be your standard third person shooter character with a few flourishes which I was expecting and then I was like oh then like you know Harley Quinn okay she doesn't have power but you know like they do all kinds of weird stuff with it I'm like oh okay she has a grappling hook and oh she has a gun she's she's firing it like Deadshot and then it's like oh you have like the fast dude with the boomerang like oh maybe he has this weird boomerang placed I'm like oh he has a gun (laughs) shooting people and like oh you have the big shark Shark king shark he's like super strong it's gonna be like Hulk ultimate oh he has a gun and he's shooting people like it's every time (laughs) that's that's what I'm like it's like a default pattern they're like uh 
let's just put on every character because it's easier and then we'll add like you know a sub power yeah. <laughs> yeah god forbid somebody get into the game play as a shark dude and be like man where's my gun you know <laughs> yeah that's what i but i felt like so it's kind of like the only difference between like even though it's not true it came off that way in a sense of like mm-hmm. uh like the arc raiders game where like i'm interested like I'm interested more so because like oh they're kind of split off of dice and they're trying to do something different but at the same time it's like it's a uh you know it's a shooter but like the large difference between this game and another thing is the aesthetics mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, yeah, like yeah. like sometimes sometimes a trailer like all it can communicate is that yo the 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 filter on the on the video and the music this one's different because this one's playing eighties music and the filter <laughs> looks different. <laughs> that's, that's, it that's what it I felt should like. feel different, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, this makes me think of a different game, um, and the feeling that it invokes. So I don't know if you guys have ever. I personally haven't played Hellblade, the the original mm. one, um, but I know a lot of what it's about and how it's about kind of like mental illness. Mm-hmm. and dealing with yeah. mental illness and it's one of those games that looks beautiful it looks like it has something to say and hellblade 2 first of all looks like attack on titan first you know let's oh talk yes about that. <laughs> definitely stole their thunder <laughs> but um you know to me like that's the kind of game that really interests me because i, I i'm really in a point in my life where i really want to play a game that's different and yeah. like kind of going to marcus's point like yeah like I've played first person shooter. Matter of fact, there was a game. I can't remember what it was. I just said that. I just noted it just looks like Apex Legends with like robot pets. <laughs> That's what I was thinking to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I hate when I think of games and I just and I know from a marketability, like, you know, like you're saying, Marcus, like marketability and kind of like you mentioned, Kyle, like it's like like people need to be able to like connect to a brand quickly when they see it in a 30 second trailer. But I love games that feel like they're doing something different. Like they're mm-hmm. really trying to like communicate like and that's probably why it takes two one this year. Like it seems like it's such a different game. And like Hellblade two, you know, Sonoa's Saga or whatever it's called. Like to me, I'm like, you know, I haven't played the first Hellblade, but I almost want to go play it because I know the second one's coming. Like I just want a game that feels different, you know. Um, and so I, I don't know in general, I don't know if the if that's how y'all are feeling. In general, seeing like, a sequel kind of has that effect, right? It's like the first one must have been good enough mm-hmm. to elicit. A, I mean, sometimes you know, they make a sequel anyway, but it seems like that's becoming, I guess, you know, a positive trend is that if, a, if an idea dies, they don't just keep pumping out the same game without it. The first one being notable, at least. So mm-hmm. I think you're probably onto something with that Hellblade one being worth a look because I didn't I haven't played them either. Just because they look, the first one, I'm going to be honest, it looked kind of boring. Like, it, it mm-hmm. looked like it was just a movie. And I don't play games for movies. So, because it looked great. Yeah. But I saw I saw some gameplay and it looked really slow. Maybe it was just the moments I saw that were, you know, had the highest frame rates. So, that's the one that they were showing. But I was never interested. Yeah. Um, I So, I've played, I've played through Hellblade. Um um on pc and uh the best thing i can say have you played Deathloop? <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's the game of the year it's one of the best games i've ever played anyways uh okay it's not like Deathloop, but 
Um, I, I honestly wouldn't say your your initial thoughts are actually different than what the game actually is, Kyle. Uh, so the big thing about <laughs> it is like I feel like I think Senua has uh, schizophrenia. It's very odd, like you know the whole it, like if you play the game, play with headphones on, because like they use binaural audio for the voices, and so you're constantly hearing voices of her, her like different parts of her speaking at all the time, and so you kind of feel like oh wow like the trauma and the hmm. the pain she's going at the same time is affecting it. Uh, it's it's like it's affecting her, but you can feel it because it's happening to you, mm. and so it, it can be grating, and when it's grating to you, it's grating to her. But you can't turn it off. That's so, cool. You know, hmm. um, and so like I, it's a game that's marketed on its. So the one thing I love about so some people say like, oh, Marcus, you know, you're too invested in graphics. No, it's not graphics. It's immersion. immersion. Like, mm -hmm. like, 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 the biggest thing that a game can do better than anything else is immerse you. 100%. Like, and the things that that make me feel immersed, I love. So, Hellblade, honestly. As a video game, I don't think it's that standout, really. Like, it's, like, the way you... Everything you've seen of it, it's about that, if not a little bit worse. Um, <laughs> and I love I love action games. It's not a great action game. Uh, I mean, some people might disagree. Um, but, like, it is a cool experience. Um, there's... this It having a sequel is kind of interesting with how the, where the game goes. So, like... Uh, uh, it's like, huh, like, and it sounds like the developers might just be kind of just saying, like, oh, even though it stars Senua, it's just a different story or something. Oh. But, um, um, like, uh, what I would say about Hellblade 2 is that, uh, um, I'm interested in it. Um, I wasn't blown away by the gameplay of the first game. And, like, after I, like, I enjoyed the experience I had going through it. But there's nothing about it that says, hey, like, I'm excited to kind of go through that again. Oh, um, that's interesting. And so, like, um, with this, it looks very much in line with how the first one was in terms of how it's going to play. Um, like, it's very scripted. It's very linear. The movement's pretty restricted. Mm -hmm. um, um, it's very visually, like, the big thing about Hellblade at the time was that it's a, you know, it's, a dub it's one of the few double-A games. You had a small studio with a decent budget make a really high quality game, hmm. and they and they they focused on the limited, you know, thing. They had a very limited scope, and they made a really high quality product in a limited scope. Um, this time, of course, they have the budget. They're owned by Microsoft now, and they're using Unreal Engine Five. The game looks amazing in terms of gra hmm. graphically. It's stunning, um, but like gameplay wise, like it. You know, it looked more of the same in the first game, and uh, yeah, you like play through then. It's like yeah, like I, I feel like yeah, it's gonna be immersive. But for me, like I don't, I'm I'm more hesitant. I'm like, oh, is it gonna actually offer a different experience in the first game? Because like, I mean, yeah, like it's cool that people can get a little bit of understanding what schizophrenia is is like, and what it's like to kind of deal with that and live a, and try to live a life. Uh, but, uh, it, it, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting that you say that, uh, that you both have said something about like, Kyle, you said you're like, you're not super interested in playing a movie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're like, and, and kind of <laughs> like you said, Marcus, like, oh, there's, it's like, there's gameplay, but it's kind of linear. It's very interesting because I've recently had this experience 
where I've almost wanted that out of random games from time to time where I've almost wanted to just like not play the game as much, but more experience the story and what it's trying to tell, you know, Um, like even in God of War, like I like the game and I like the gameplay, but like God of War, the, you know, the God of War on the PS4, um, some of the stuff that it does with the narrative is super cool and super interesting to me. And I like where they're going with it. So sometimes like, I'm telling you, one time Shailene was just walking, doing her own thing. And it was like in like kind of a cutscene period of time. And she stopped, like she turned her like computer off and like sat down and was just watching it because it was like so immersive because like I was playing it, but it was like, feels like you're in a movie. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a space for more games like that, like more of like the walking simulators, but like that actually aren't stupid. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, Fair I, I, enough. Just, I just had to be real. So I don't know. You know, I, I feel that I feel that, you know, I've never I haven't played the first one. I just I, I mean, I'll say this, like the trailer was like interesting, like I wouldn't say that it made me go, man, I got to play it. But it made me go, wow, they made a second one. <laughs> you know um but you know what's funny the game that they made a second one too but i'm like i don't know if i really care is a uh, plague's tale requiem or whatever it was called oh yeah like where i just call it rat simulator <laughs> 2022 <It is. laughs> like, <laughs> like i i don't know if y'all have played it but every time i saw that game i was like man they really want you to move these rats like oh them rats bro <laughs> them rats boy like you know, it has a gameplay, but it's about them rats in that fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, I, feel, I feel like for them, it's a marketing issue. So I give this. I'm actually playing. I say that I kind of stopped for a bit for various reasons. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but like I've not, not because of the game itself, but, you know, yeah, I got again, you. I life. Get caught up in Other stuff, stuff, the rats. Yeah, life. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, they offered it for PS Plus. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. playing on the PS5. It's actually like I'm enjoying it. Like it's it's basically like a a poor man's last of us like it's kind of modeled like that um hmm. and they have rat sections of like but there's which is funny but it's, it's it's super like it's it's not like a giant portion of like oh. the game um right. and so you, like they made they really made it seem like it's just you fighting you just firing rats like it it's just even goes, in their logo there's a rat <laughs> yeah like uh it, but so the the thing is that like so plagues rats like they go together and like you know the rats are like a sign of like the plague that's going on and stuff like that at least it's the amount of going through the game uh-huh. but like and they and they you know you deal with them but they're the majority of the game isn't dealing with rats uh so like yeah like I, i'm enjoying i enjoy what i have i think i'm like 80 percent of the way through the game oh nice Cool. So I'm I'm actually interested in the new one. I I do hope they expand upon the gameplay because that one's also a little bit of like the uh, the Hellblade type thing, where like it's it's I enjoy this I enjoy you know the the immersion that that somehow I'm surprisingly immersed in the experience and uh, and it's pulling me along and I like where it's going. Um, and that's cool, but it's one of those things where it's like, like you get you can't just do the same thing twice. Yeah. Because yeah. like you got to have other stuff going for you. you more know, rats. At that point. <laughs> we got more rats, yeah. more fire. Yeah. Not enough rats. rats. <laughs> Not enough fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I played through the the first one a little bit. Uh, I think it was a, either a demo 
or I got it for free and this lost interest. But like the first, even the first level or whatever that demo was, it was all about the rats. Like they, they introduced you to the little girl and her brother, but then you're immediately thrown like, hey, these are rats. Don't walk into <laughs> them or you die. And then Eat it teaches you how to control the rats because <laughs> there's guards. And I guess if the guards see you, then you're in trouble. But like you're you're making the rats eat people, and so it's like, I don't know, man. Even though you said yeah. it wasn't, I'm still convinced it's all rat about the rats. Twenty twenty. Yeah, like ultimately, yeah, like you know, the rats are the star of the show. Like actually, like it turns out <laughs> it's revealed that the main two characters are actually just rats. <laughs> rats. Um, <laughs> just, but, just uh, an imagination of rats just <laughs> in clothes. But I I feel like the reason why is because like the. Uh, I'm not doing it. Like the rats are a part of the game, but I, like, they, but they 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 are the equivalent of the game's puzzle sections. That's what I would say. Like, I would say it's more of like a stealth Last of Us game that rats of us. Instead of it's, it's yeah, instead of having puzzles, they have rats. I, I want somebody in the comments to count how many times rats was said in the last <laughs> five minutes because <laughs> I was dying. It's like rats. Did rats rats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, losing its meaning. It's just, just you know what the, the game is about rats. I'm sorry. What am I doing? <laughs> Rat Simulator 2020. So, so uh, we're we're running up here on time a little bit, but I, I did want to mention a few games uh, and uh, just kind of get your guys' quick thoughts about it. One was Slitterhead. Um, I thought those looked really cool. I'm interested to see where it goes. It's apparently from uh, what's his name, the Silent Hill director, and uh, oh you yeah, know, that it one. reminded me of Parasite, uh, the the mock the Maxim. Um, what do you guys think of the Slitterhead? Oh, you already know I have no interest in that. <laughs> I know you. I was gonna say it, but I was like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Kyle say it himself. <laughs> Zero. Um, I I might be confused, but I heard them say mobile game, and that completely oh, shut no. me down. Oh uh -oh. no! Oh I, I, at, no! At the beginning, at the beginning, they said <laughs> new mobile. They said new mobile experience, and I oh, said no. Mm -hmm. No. So like, that would like be I could have been wrong, but because I thought I heard that, I completely checked out watching. <laughs> I, I completely said no. Yeah, it, it basically <laughs> looks like Parasite the Maxim. It, if it's a mobile game, oh man, I don't even want to look it up. I, let, let's move on. <laughs> okay, so so this is random, but I, I mean it was random in general. But Gollum, the untold story of what what in like oh yeah, the way that the the trailer made it seem is that it's like a survival puzzle game where like your like goal is to slink around and use the environment or something to kill people. I don't know. What did y'all think of that? Do you think it's gonna? I mean, it's Gollum, you know so. I I okay. Don't laugh, but it looks like a Plague Tale. But <laughs> Lord of the Rings, that's what the gameplay is. <laughs> that's right. Let's more, more more orcs. More orcs. More orcs. Just orcs. So um so yeah, that's I I'm not interested in it at all. Um, not because it's like Plague Tale, but because it's like Plague Tale. <laughs> the graphics were what got me like. I appreciate them, you know, going out Bro, on a limb. With <laughs> his neck, bruh. His neck, But, son. like, the first time I saw him, I was like, is this is this a Toys to Life yeah. game? Like, why oh does Gollum gosh. look like that? His neck looks so jacked up in his eyes. Everything about it. <laughs> I was like, where, where's the butt? Like, this is, like, one of the largest franchises in the world, isn't it? Yo, I have a, a like this suspicion that this game is never gonna come out. Like, <laughs> like I have this feeling like they revealed it and they were like, you know what? Oops. 
I don't, let's not do this. <laughs> it's just, it's going to secretly disappear. Like we're never going to hear about it or that it's a mobile game. So, I mean. <laughs> okay. Deep cut. Remember deep down? Deep down. Deep that down. Was, <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why only reason why I bring that bring that up is because the way you're describing it it's gonna be like this game that's kind of like huh oh, and it just shows up deep and, down, and then and never then hear about everyone, it again oh, then you never hear about yeah. it again and then when people bring it up they act like it never existed yo yeah because that game looked so gangster because it was like down in a dungeon and it looked kind of like uh what do you call it um the Dark Soulsy like oh game. yeah like it was Dark Soulsy but yeah oh my goodness that game never happened that's a I fever dream that one. Yeah, look it up. It, it looks super interesting. Deep I don't down. know. If, yeah, it was just the, it was like an E three. The Penta Ray engine. Yeah, and it had like it, it was a PS four game that was doing movie quality mm-hmm. fluid simulation, and I was just like, "Is that possible?" <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> you, I know who was the director. Uh, Peter Molyneux. He was. He of was, course. <laughs> no, the, game the Rat director. King himself. The Rat King himself. A true plague's tale. <laughs> Peter Molyneux, the movie. It's a game. They, they canceled the game and the engine. They was like, let's go mail Capcom's new engine. Oh. Like Pan- Panta Ray. But anyways, anyways, Gollum, deep down, yes. They they oh. just went into the to the, the studio and just like, delete. Just, just delete this, this whole thing. It never happened. Like, this the computer is uh, on? This the one? So, so um, I want to say one quick thing, and then I want to end it off with something uh, kind of well, you'll see what I mean. So uh, I wanted to say, first of all, I thought it was really cool that they had the award for the most accessible game or innovation accessibility. Um, because I was like, yo, like studios are really going for like to really make sure that audiences can play their game. Like seeing mm-hmm. that like Forza literally had a, a, a what do you call it? Um, a sign interpreter in their game is crazy. Like they yes, went, next level. Uh, above and beyond to really like approach their audience like i was like of course you gotta have a budget for that but Mm -hmm. i I just i just want to shout out to forza 5 for for even doing that like you know i'm not a a deaf game gamer but i really do appreciate like them trying you know forza won uh the best sound design too oh not surprising have you have you ever seen how they do their sound uh like design it is crazy like they really go and get every engine sound they go through and like tires on different ground like these dudes really care like oh it's so I mean, crazy. it's like a simulation they game use fruity loops <laughs> they just do fruit loops <laughs> <laughs> that there were some arguments about uh that in returnal too some people were arguing that like eternal returnal should have won that so i'm surprised uh not not that Forza doesn't deserve it because like it's great, but mm-hmm. like I, I I was surprised about that. Another one of those where I'm like, man, I really need to play Returnal. <laughs> Returnal's <laughs> up there. The only thing you got from the VGAs is I really need to play Returnal. And <laughs> <laughs> rats. Oh, for for Spaken. I forgot about for for Spaken. For Spaken. That's that's the way to yes. I mean, it might as well Spaken. be called that. So so I wasn't gonna say this. I was going to just kind of slide by this, but I said this when we were talking about Gamescom or whatever it was, where like Forspoken felt really strange to me, like mm-hmm. the voice actress and what they were going for. And it kind of makes sense now because she's British and it's like she's trying to be like this American street kid, 
but like disconnect is just the disconnect is strong like (laughs) and she seems super nervous on the stage like that whole interaction was was super weird Um, that game still looks like an unreal engine 4 tech demo game to me like yeah i don't i don't see any like appeal yet it's a lot of flowy stuff I, I think I, I thought I was crazy because like um well I'm one of those weird people who get on like game forums and stuff. Uh but uh yeah, I felt the same way. Um so this was I think it's using Luminous Studio, which is what Final Fantasy fifteen used. Oh. And uh oh. it's uh and it has that same problem where I was just like, Man, I feel like I'm watching a tech demo and everyone's just like they're like, Oh wow, it's magical powers and you know it's uh an isekai which everyone loves uh, apparently and like you know it has these certain elements to it and it's like yo like i feel like everyone's excited about like the 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 things that are being put in this game but i'm like where's the game yeah. like i feel like you know it's just a pretty tech demo like um and they showed like gameplay recently and it's just her just you know running around this giant empty world and then once enemies pop up, it's just like, oh, look at all these cool Gra- graphical, graphical effects. I throw or a fireball. Try to see them. Yeah. And, try to see them through the same, motion blur. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, and that was the same problem that Final Fantasy 15 had when it first did it. Like they were just like, look at all this cool stuff, and I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty, but I'm like, I like it doesn't look <laughs> so fun. fun. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I I don't think I think you both. I I honestly didn't think about it that way, but yeah, it does feel like a tech demo. It feels soulless, like yeah. you know, like like yeah. we're just trying to show you the features of this engine, but we don't really actually have a story. Like it's like they got these voice actors and these motion capture. Like oh, I'm an actor and I'm going to kill you. Like it seems <laughs> like they added all that, but it doesn't actually like it's not going to actually become a game. You know, it's like. We're just going to show you what a game could be. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, even um, after seeing the tech demo, I mean, maybe it was before, but, like, The Matrix, that was an actual tech demo, and that looked like more of a game than this does. So, so, so hold hold Matt Matrix for a second. Marcus, don't say anything, because that's going to be the last thing we talk about before we end today, okay? Oh, I so, have something to bring up before okay. then this. So, so, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, hold any Matrix talk until the very end <laughs> but but because I, I i want marcus to pitch the matrix because i haven't got a chance to play it yet so i want him to, to to say what he said to me <laughs> because it got me so hyped so anyway um what were you gonna say kyle you had something you wanted to share you're saying yeah so I, I think that there was like there was a award that i felt like was probably it was it was kind of cool but at the same time it had to be kind of embarrassing but like the most anticipated game. Oh yeah, Elden Ring. Elden Ring got it for the second year in a row. Yeah. yeah. And like and, is that a good thing or is it bad? Cuz like on I, one hand they're keeping the hope alive, but it's I mean, like I feel like it's a little bit of like smoke and mirrors because it was like most anticipated game Elden Ring and then immediately after that it was an Elden Ring like reveal, you know, a trailer or something. Mhm. So it's like I don't know. I, I, I have to put in like okay I, I am completely biased because I love everything FromSoft produces and you know FromSoft is so you, we always know right they they have taken the gaming culture by storm right like now everything is compared 
to Dark Souls. Yeah. Like this is a Dark Souls like mm-hmm. or a born or some kind of born True. game, right? Mm-hmm. Um so uh you know uh the amount of like abuse Jeff Keighley and just the rest of every game studio like for every award show or or not award show but like E3 or whatever was like, where's Elden mm-hmm. Ring? Where's Elden Ring? We want Elden <laughs> Ring. And it's got bigger and bigger. And then finally last year, he revealed it. And then everyone's like, yeah. And now everyone's just like, we want we want the game to come out. And somehow, like, Jeff Keighley has somehow been attached to that, where it's just like, he's somehow holding Elden Ring back from the <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even though... <laughs> I was like, even though we have a release date, it's still like Jeff. You're the reason why this game isn't out yet. <laughs> Get out he, of the way, Jeff. I think, I think it was at Gamescom. No, no, no. It wasn't Gamescom where they did a a trailer. It was the uh, the Summer of Games. Yeah, they uh, with Jeff Keighley where they debuted. He was they, there last year. Yeah, they, and then they shared another trailer this year uh, before this trailer. So it's like, but it's always like associated Jeff Keighley. So yeah, he's definitely he's getting the worst of it. <laughs> My pot friend, my pot friend, hey pot friend, he just kept saying pot friend. I was like, please stop, please stop, Jeff, please stop. Yeah, pot was struggling. <laughs> it really was. Some dude on a like a weird unicycle thing. He was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, some parts of that just made me go like, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it was cool in somebody's head, but then like they didn't <laughs> test it. They were like, oh, this looks so bad. Oh, this looks so bad. <laughs> This is definitely the, this is definitely the Oscars Oscars for video games. <laughs> so, so I, I wanted to mention one last thing, and then we can talk Mark, uh, Matrix and you know in general. But uh, did y'all see the dude who came out for GTFO uh, and presented that game? Did did y'all do y'all remember that? It was like the I remember GTF, seeing the game. The GTFO game was like oh it's like uh, a, uh, it looked kind of like Dead Space multiplayer. Um, where it's like a whole bunch of people running around and they're fighting kind of like these zombies, but they kind of DRG too. Yeah. Like it kind of had that feel, but the dude who was with Jeff Keighley presenting it, go back and watch it. If you, if you don't remember, he was that awkward silence. Yo, he was so (laughs) nervous and Jeff was trying to save this man. He was like, yes. What's the game? Oh, that guy. I do remember. Oh, I felt bad for that man too. I felt he couldn't remember what the game was about. Like, (laughs) Like when it was coming out, like or like one, well, I guess because it's been an early action for like two years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was like, "Oh, it's been a long time since we've seen you. You know, we're good to happy to have you." He's like, "Uh, uh y- yes." Uh, and it was right uh, after the accessibility part, so he just threw that in there. He was like, "We've been trying to make the game really accessible, more, more accessible." I'm pretty sure that wasn't on the card. Like, no, he was just he just completely fell apart. And also, also, it had one of the worst voiceovers for a trailer. I've ever heard. Like it was clearly just a developer doing it. Like it was so bad. He's like, in a world where people are dying. <laughs> like it was so bad. I was like, oh, this it's just so awkward. This whole studio is just filled with super awkward, like European he did the dudes. It's the same guy. <laughs> I, I honestly think it was him. I hundred percent think it was him. Like <laughs> like not even joking. I really think it was him. Cause it was just it was just not good. It was just not good. Um, I said they should have paid someone on Fiverr because yes. it was it was it was a problem. They should have got the the lead from It Takes Two and uh, yeah to 
the dude who won Game of the Year awards. They should got him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been better off to make him try to present that game not knowing anything about it. It would have been a better <laughs> presentation. <laughs> that man's a crackhead. All right. So finally, let's talk Matrix. So, like, I didn't get to finish the Game of the Year award i'm sorry the game of the year awards the game awards when it happened because uh, i was traveling to go to a wedding uh during the weekend but i finally got to watch it but as i was getting ready you know the night before to leave uh marcus was like you need to stop what you're doing (laughs) and play the matrix awakens he's like it is so crazy so some so first of all let's stop matrix resurrection they just you know hey let's have a trailer whatever mm-hmm. it's cool let's have you know everybody's favorite person um keanu reeves keanu. Um, so so what is this matrix awakening so is it just an experience like a demo like w- what's going on with that uh did, did, did you want me to go or did you, you want... i mean if i mean kyle have you played it uh yeah i'm pretty familiar with it i haven't played it myself but i watched somebody else play through it Okay, so so Marcus, you explain it because I haven't played it yet. I'm looking forward to this weekend, but uh, yeah. So like, I I love like technology stuff. So like, um, especially like you know, I'm not in not a super expert, but like learning about video game technology, what goes in between engines and everything. So like, everything that it was doing was incredible. But uh, uh, so yeah, like yeah, it's it's just a tech demonstration. Um, but but the amount of interactivity you have mm-hmm. caught me by surprise. <laughs> so, um, because like the first part of the of the demo is really just a, kind of like an on rails thing, mm-hmm. and it's very much like a graphical showcase. But you know, you can basically just not press anything, and you'll still like, you know, it'll still finish. Um, and the big thing with the beginning part of it is like, hey, like you know, it's just messing with you, trying to say, hey, what can you guess is, you know rendered and what can you guess is actually real footage Mm. um um i still don't think you know real-time graphics are at the place where like we're gonna say oh this is real life like it was pretty obvious like some people i remember watching people respond react to it and they're just like yo these graphics are incredible and i was like yeah that's because that's a real person (laughs) 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 um uh but like it's like where it really shines was when it starts getting into the actual demo part where like uh the thing that's impressive is like uh, i think you can watch digital foundry where they talk about kind of the ins and outs of it but uh which if you don't know who digital foundry is please watch them they they love talking about like video game technology and what kind of goes into games and it's really cool Mm. um but they they talk about this and one of the things is that like i'm pretty sure uh, they use the reference head models for for uh, um, for uh, I want to say Trinity and Neo, but the actor the uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss from the actual movies, mm. like from not uh, not from Resurrections, but from like uh, the original the original Matrix and Reloaded, um, and like they 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 do a thing where like you know you have like the scan of a CG scan of current Keanu and then it turns into young Keanu talking mm-hmm. and like uh, and I think it was explained like hey this is the same head model that was used from the original movie I'm like oh wow like you know games are at the same at the point where like I mean yeah it's from like 1999 to like 2000 uh, 
you know, what, two with the Matrix Reloaded? Like, that era, but, I mean, still, like, you have real-time graphics that are on the level of, of a CGI movie from that, that era? That's incredible. And it's still tons uh, of polygons. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's, it's cool, like, um, but, yeah, like, so what got me was, um, how I explained it to Brad, what really got me was the demo, like, okay, so playing through the demo, I was like, yo, like, it, like, I felt like I was in the Matrix, even though I was just pressing, like, one button and shooting cars, like, like, it was, like, the amount of physics, the particle effects, the, just the detail to everything, and I was just like, I can't believe this is real time. And so I'm clicking and stuff is going. And I'm like, oh, it feels just like the first Matrix or, or the highway scene from Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. The demo ends and at the end they go through this, you know, you can watch a video of it where they go through like the technology demonstration of like, oh, you know, actually like we're simulating the entire city and all the traffic is actually a simulation. And like the chase, the highway chase, like all, all the, the cars tumbling and explosion is done in real time. So it's different every time. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And this is all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, amazing. Then that part ends. It goes black for a bit. And I was like, okay, is that the demo? And then it kind of fades back in. And then it starts showing the city. And it shows, like, the character from the demo section kind of walk out of a subway tunnel. And then I was like, yo, okay, wow, this is this is this looks amazing. And I was like, um... And I was like, but they're not going to let me play it. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, that's too much. And all of a sudden, and like, she stands out there, and they have that moment where she's just standing there. And I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Am I playing? <laughs> no, no. They, they are not going to let me play this. Yeah. And so then I I, pre- I, I like, sat there for a second, and then I pressed the analog stick forward. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this ga- games have ascended <laughs> um and so that's that was my impression and that's why i was like brad you got to do it because i was like uh you know you get that point where you have that moment it's like wow like the biggest thing i would say was that like um you remember e3 2005 the reason why i put that because that was the infamous um e3 where like um you know the ps3 and xbox were being announced mm-hmm. And Xbox 360, and like this is like this is the beginning of the HD era. Mm. And at that point, they're like, it's the HD era, but none of our games really look that great yet. Yeah. So we're just gonna show you a bunch of CGI stuff, but we're gonna tell you it's in game. Uh, <laughs> um, and one of the most infamous trailers, it wasn't Gorilla's fault, but it was Sony's fault because they like they decided to lie. Um, <laughs> they show they show Killzone 2. Go back and watch the Killzone 2 E3 2005 trailer. And you were just like, they were like, yo, this is in game. And I saw it and I was just like, yo, it's here. I was showing it to my dad. I was like, he doesn't oh, even care. I'm like, yo, yeah, man, like, like, this. like, yes. games are finally here. This is it. Like, games are, are like, super we're actually epic. playing movies. It was movies. super epic. I like, remember that. Yeah. It, like, it was just like, this is incredible. And then I found out, oh, this is fake. Um, and that yeah. was was that the scene where it was like you enter through some gate and then there's all this fighting and then like the building explodes and it drops and I, I recall something like that but anyway I might just be mis misremembering but anyway. uh, yeah um like yeah not to go too much in that demo, but it's just more like yeah but please go back and watch because like I watched that then and I was like yo games have made it but now this demo comes and I was like. Yo, this is the same exact feeling, but I can actually control the person now. <laughs> I'm not just watching. I'm actually playing. And mm. the one thing I will say is uh, 
you have to see it in person. Like, watching it on a stream on YouTube is not going to do it justice. Like, when I was sitting there on my 55-inch OLED playing this game, or it's not even a game, it's tech demo. I was there, and I was just like, yo. All right. And then you could just walk around the city, and I was like, like, they, they, the detail is so intense that, like, like everything is modeled. Like you can zoom in to like the screws on like a bicycle, and they're individually rendered. Mm, like that's you know, crazy. Ch ch chain link fences. Like you, you know how you see a fence in a game is just an alpha texture, mm -hmm. and it's always like blur like you zoom in on the fence, and you like they rendered the fence. Oh my gosh, they like <laughs> <laughs> wow, and it's it's high detail, and so um. Yeah. I gotta play yeah, and the last game, thing man. I'll say is that you can, you can, you can even drive, and you can get in the car and drive and get on the highway, and and the traffic has its own AI. And I was just like, I was like, they went too far. Like, <laughs> I was, I was fine just watching stuff. Like, you, I can run around the city, I can, you know, I can mess with the AI, and then I can get in a parked car and drive around the city and do stuff. And like, the AI responds to me, and I was just like, above and beyond. This is. Man, this well, that's this is amazing. that's what you call under promise over deliver. You know, that's yeah. what you want. That's what you <laughs> want. You know, and and I, I and and you know, as we're wrapping up here, you know, I I definitely wanted Marcus to, to share this because when he was telling me, I was like, "Yo, this thing sounds so gangster." I haven't got a chance to play it, <laughs> and um, I think it's interesting that you watched it on YouTube, Kyle, because I was actually noting that one thing that's happened in our our digital landscape is that sometimes it's hard to describe an experience that you, you know like youtube videos you'll watch somebody doing something like like watch somebody play dead space i promise you they'll you'll never be able to understand what dead space is like like mm -hmm. unless you play it marcus was there <laughs> when i played dead space i was traumatized he was traumatized <laughs> but to this day to this day to this day uh to this day you know uh i struggle thinking of ever playing dead space again <laughs> like, it was it was it, it looks was, intense it was darn near traumatic i can't i can't it's hard like in, unless you were there it's like being in war like unless you were there you don't know like you could watch somebody play it but it is so different yeah. you know so um it's i watched um shout out to the samurai Corey kenshin uh play it and so that's why i felt like it was good but now after hearing marcus's you know recantation his testimony firsthand. his testimony yeah. he just <laughs> touched my life <laughs> touched my heart let me tell you about the matrix <laughs> i was awakened something I, in me <laughs> like like I, I was waiting for that next generation moment like ratchet and clank got co close it's pretty mm -hmm. but it's ratchet and clank like it's it's, it's ratchet like the, <laughs> fundamentally it's I, it feels like the same game i played on the ps2 not 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 to knock it it's just like it's, it's doing a lot better it's prettier but like even though this wasn't a game i was like at least show me something show me something where i don't i just don't feel like i'm just gonna be playing the prettier versions of ps4 games yeah no and 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 that demo gave me hope so so what yeah, you're saying is they had rats in it the the rat demo the rat physics was on the next level <laughs> Oh no, no, they they didn't have New York rats. Uh I don't like they we ain't ready for you that. didn't get robbed by a rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by a rat. By a rat. So yeah, man, um 
yo there's so much there's so many more games to talk about there's so many more awards i we've already hit like the two hour plus mark on this particular podcast so if you haven't checked out the vjs please do it's a great one if you haven't checked out the matrix awakens that's clearly something you need to do and if you haven't played dead space i recommend not doing it unless you're ready (laughs) um but um so uh well you know hey man it it was a good time uh i'm looking forward to the coming months and years uh the games that are coming once again it reminds me that like i'll probably never play any of these games because i never have time and i need to figure out a way to make this happen (laughs) like i just like watch from the distance but i feel like yeah youtube exists so i can at least watch people play games maybe i won't really know what it's like but at least i know you know what i'm saying um so uh any last remarks from you guys before we end for the for the day it was awesome having you here marcus man thanks for joining us today yeah, um, I just want to say I'm happy to be here. Um, it might be, you know, another three years before I'm on, but I, I really enjoyed the time I had. And uh, yeah, um, I'm just happy that games are being celebrated um, and the industry is thriving and it's going to continue to thrive. I just can't wait to see where it goes from here, even if we probably won't see those true real next gen experiences until 2023 <laughs> but i'm here for it <laughs> alan wake 2023 uh <laughs> yeah no no i appreciate you marcus you know uh, for joining us um you know uh married steve is not able to join us uh, what do we call it? sneeze married sneeze, sneeze. And, uh, uh, what's his last name now that he's married his, his last name changed, uh, right? yeah actually she told him that he can't have a last name anymore so he's oh. just he's just Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's my last name now, not yours. Um, so uh, yeah, no, uh, appreciate you, Marcus. You know, um, uh, with that, let me go ahead and ban Marcus from the chat so he can never come back. Kick go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, nah, man, it was good to have you. Uh, you know, as always, thank you, Kyle, uh, for being here. And uh, it was a pleasure. You know, thank you, Marcus, for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, for everybody listening, you know, always know that you can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on YouTube. We're now on Twitter, baby. We got a Twitter. So holla at us. Twitter, Follow us baby. on Twitter at the SAB podcast at the SAB podcast. We'll definitely be on Twitter popping out, letting people know what's happening. Um, but once again, thank you for following and watching and uh, listening. We really appreciate y'all. You know, thank you, Super Agile Bro Nation. We love y'all. And until next time, peace. Peace.